FCS football podcast with Joe DeLeon. Well, let's get fat. And Sean Anderson. I am a soothsayer. Welcome in, folks, here on another episode of the Believe in FCS football podcast, part of the Believe Podcast Network. I am Joe DeLeon, joined by my former teammate, former roommate, very good friend, Mr. Sean Anderson, also known as sanderson radio on twitter sean it's been a long tuesday already how, how are we doing today <laughs> I, this can't be a therapy session today joe it can't we just need well, to strictly we, talk fcs football we do it we do this every week <laughs> we can't we check in on each session. other we check in on each other this is part of the show this is what people tune in to listen oh, to boy. is our personal lives <laughs> except for that one guy who said that we bicker which is or no is blabber i forget i don't know that guy's a piece of crap um yeah it's been a long tuesday babble <laughs> i think it's babble i think it was ba- no i don't think that guy had enough vocabulary to come up with the word babble um I think it was babble eh, who cares that guy's a loser sucks it's been a long tuesday already which is just so depressing to say i got jackass downstairs playing the piano i've got a, a guy blowing a leaf blower right when i'm trying to record which is absolutely great uh i got my power going out nine o'clock in the morning because for the second time in two weeks somebody ran into a, a electricity uh pole right outside my apartment so well joe uh, you know the good thing is it, it's seven thirty, so the sun still hasn't set yet oh wait it's <laughs> october <laughs> <laughs> 70 degrees sun's gone yeah oh, fix the, this planet is this just doomed we're doomed what does that I have hate, to do with anything? I hate daylight savings time. And I'm not like a hippie. I need the energy from the sun, all that nonsense. You know me, Joe. I prefer overcast, right? Yeah. I don't like dark. I don't like it to be nighttime at 6 p.m. I can't really? handle it. I turn I, I, it. I shut right down. I shut off. I would turn you, off. Would you feel better if we if we got you a ring light? Would that make you feel better? You bring that up one more time. This show is over. Okay. <laughs> I can't do the ring light bit. I can't. It's too hacked. Someone just buy him one. <laughs> I, I'm not doing it. I won't accept that uh, gift. You okay. know what I'll accept? I'll accept some brisket. I'll accept which has been iPhone, offered. I'll accept an iPhone charging cord. <laughs> what? Uh, I got a rickety one right now. <laughs> um, Go to Walmart. And, uh I, I I think I have a Walmart one right now. It's on its last legs. Yeah, you gotta go to like Best Buy and buy like one of those anchor ones mm. that are high quality. Uh, well, Sean, so we don't babble too much. Uh, can you talk to our listeners a little bit about Bet Online and some of your betting antics this weekend? I'd love to. And guess what, everybody? I'm on a hot streak. Unlike Jody Leon, who sucks because he doesn't <laughs> want to bet or take my picks or listen to me. Uh, and I, I'm. You know, this is not me playing the worst person you've ever met. This is me playing Sean Anderson saying, I have locks and I'm on a hot streak for the first time in forever. So this isn't a grieving bet online read. No, is this a, is, is, a, is a hot streak like two. I think three in a row. <laughs> <laughs> that was going to be my next guest. Yes. <laughs> my guest. Jesus. And our next guest. Uh, what is it? <laughs> NFL, what, NFL game pass. <laughs> Suck. Go ahead, continue. <laughs> uh, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new uh, updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. 
head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Not 49, not 51, 50. So uh, don't forget to use the promo code believe to receive your bonus. Believe spelled B-L-E-A-V if you have not caught on by now. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. Thank you, Sean. I've, I've actually been more active in betting, but not m- me doing the betting because I'm so broke that I don't have the money to do it. But my uh, Tony Leone, king of my, selling the bits, everybody. My, well, no, no, no. My, so my, <laughs> my, my, my good friend, uh, one of my good friends, I, he was, he was like, oh, he used to bet a lot and he, he wanted to get back into it. And he's like, what, what the state that I moved to, he moved to New York. He's like, I can't use DraftKings. And I was like, dude, Use bet online. You can use it anywhere. Uh, and he used the code believe, like I told him to. And he got some buy-in money. And then I was giving him some of my picks. And uh, I tried to get him to bet on the Toledo Bowling Green game because that one had a had a really good game, uh, good line. And then the uh, UConn UMass game, which was uh, an all-time classic. That was also a really good uh, good option. Um. That was a classic for another reason, but I don't think this is that. I might go outside the range of family friendly for referencing. You, do you know what I'm referencing? The the uh, the the logo abbreviations uh, when uh, it spells out. I think I might. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was I going to say? Uh, I do have before we get to the FCS football, a quick bone to pick with you. Um, you know, sold oh, a bit uh, last week uh, or two <laughs> days ago. Go ahead. We were on the phone. Yes. And you told me a lie. And then you expose the lie on Twitter, which I, I wanted to save for the show. And you're going to come on the show right now. And I see your face. You're going to be like, this isn't, he's, everybody's going to say, this isn't a lie. It's I've been doing lie. this forever. I, it's a lie. I've never seen it. I've never heard about it. Okay. For as long as Go I've ahead. known Joe, we've both been lockstep on this. Uh, share, share the lie. Go ahead. Joe apparently likes hiking. I'm really into hiking. I'm, I don't just like hiking. I'm really into hiking. Of course, I didn't do it when I was playing football. I was like 30 pounds heavier, first of all. And on top of that, uh, you know, like when it, when would you, do you think you would have energy when you're doing off-season training or in-season training to go on a, a seven-mile hike? Hell no. No, that shit sucks. But when you're, you know, when you're removed from football, you need to find more ways to expend energy, especially on the weekend. So, during quarantine, when I had nothing to go do, I was going with a bunch of my friends. We would go on like these 15-mile hikes and stuff like that. I do it all the time. I have hiking boots and stuff. They sit in my car because I'm too lazy to take them out of my car. I've never heard about this. I will take a picture of the hiking boots, and I will post them on Twitter if I remember, which we I probably won't. We text every day, if not every other day. We have some form of communication every day, correct? You, you I've never commented, once heard about hiking. You commented on my story the one time I went for a hike in Pasadena. Yeah, they looked like the, the first time ever. I, I've posted views multiple times. Oh my god! I, I, I genuinely thought hiking. that you were just driving, and you, and, you stopped by no, a nice view. I never no. thought that it was even possible, remotely possible. That there you are hiking. no drivable nice views in California near where I live. You have to scale a freaking mountain. Otherwise, you're in some smog-infested uh, location. You so, don't like hiking. I do like hiking. Then you've been you've been hiding it from me because you understood the repercussions. Yeah, honestly, I I, I would yes, I would 
I think unintentionally I have not been well because if I come to you and say, "Oh man, I'm really getting into hiking," you would have just been like, you would have bashed me. You would have totally have bashed me. So okay, let me this way. let me think if there's something that you've bashed me for. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. You probably yes, but you know who's been very open about it? Your boy. Yeah. I didn't realize we were keeping secrets, and I didn't realize we were lying. Okay. Well, I'm so not lying. I just I'm needed to get that off people. my chest. Uh, but Joe, uh, I am getting a little bit thirsty. So yes. uh, they, we might as well just head on over to the water cooler, right? Yeah, let's let's speaking of <laughs> speaking of, let's <laughs> let's grab our cups of water. I actually and... missed I missed the speaking of. <laughs> I actually did. I don't know why. It's starting to grow on me. <laughs> yeah, I, I like how corny corny it is. Let's fill up our cups, Sean. Welcome to the water cooler. So, Sean, I, I, I'm sure you know for a fact here this, this one thing that we're going to open up today with, which is just, it feels so freaking good to, to, to wash this over us and talk about this right now, because the whole beginning of the season, we have received nothing but negative feedback when talking about the University of Rhode Island's football program. And the one thing that we've said adamantly is that if they do well we are going to talk about them every other show talks about the, the the schools that they attended so justifiably we're going to talk about the university of rhode island they played a fantastic game against delaware winning 22 to 15 and that based on the circumstances of the jmu game which we're going to cover after the water cooler segment they are now the top of the caa and i don't i'm not saying that they're going to stay there but their remaining schedule the only roadblock that I see is if is is Villanova. Villanova's a good football team. So is Delaware. I understand they were missing Nolan Nolan Henderson, but if they can beat beat Villanova, the CAA is wide open because they don't have to play JMU like I talked about last week. It, this is different now, and I'm starting to almost agree with you on our, our coverage of Rhode Island. It's very minimal still, I would say. Because yeah, this is just don't one, be it's one water cooler segment. But when we started the show, for any new listeners, we were still players at Rhode Island. So we wanted to keep everything very uh, close to the vest when it came to talking about the team. Uh, we wanted to be very uh, professional, actually more professional than we are now, uh, when talking about the national FCS landscape. Uh, and I guess now we, we got a little more carte That's blanche awesome. to, to kind of yeah. go and, and say, hey, 5-0. and oh. So everyone else in the CAA, aren't you? Kiss the ring, losers. (laughs) (laughs) We can't say kiss the ring yet because they haven't won anything yet. But man, it's great. The the metaphorical 5 0 ring. (laughs) (laughs) Regardless, great to see the the LB Mac punt return or uh, punt block return that he had. Yeah, just seeing the guys that we played with that have seemingly been there for 20 years and they're just completely balling out. And then uh, Justice, our, 100 yards, 100 yeah, plus our, yards. Our, yeah. Our, our good friend, Coach Donnie Smith, uh, his Twitter presence is always great. And then yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. it was slightly marred by what was easily the worst graphic that I have ever seen produced by a Division One football program that has been since deleted. Uh, you don't want to see it, but it was something, it was in regards to a quote that Coach Fleming made about steak and peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, which Coach Flem has a tendency to say things that don't really make a lot of sense. Uh, I love him for that. But I didn't think that needed to be turned into a really poorly prepared graphic that you let, w- let one of your dipstick interns put together. So that kind of that kind of made me a little upset. Like, I thought we were more professional than that. 
Well, we lost, I don't know, the best up and coming graphic designer in the entire college football landscape a couple of years wouldn't ago. Pay him because they wouldn't freaking pay. And then the, they had a guy who was a great replacement and he's gone already. Now it's Zach Keating's been doing some great stuff, but I know for a fact, fact that Zach Keating did not make that disturbing peanut not. butter and jelly. Of course that, he didn't. It was so hack that they took like a clip art peanut butter and jelly sandwich i don't know if you noticed this noticed this and stuck it in ivory's hand yeah, I, I saw that I, it was terrible uh sean what's the what's the next thing here at the water cooler the next he- thing here i appreciate you joe for spelling out all the team's names here <laughs> missouri state fell to youngstown state 41 to 33 i believe your boy might have picked the penguins last week i can't remember i know i, I faded you picked, a bit amount. i don't think we we didn't pick that game but there were a couple of times you faded me and you you were correct we we tied again and we'll get to that on the Oh, next I can't wait till, till Thursday. Oh, <laughs> it's going to be. Which means oh. 20 minutes from now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try to keep up. Let's try to keep the, the, the curtains up a little bit here. Gee, I wonder why we're wearing the same clothes every time we record. <laughs> I'll do a change. I don't care. Um, Missouri State, though, uh, who I think at least we thought, even if we didn't pick them, was going to win. Uh, Youngstown State, always up and down team uh, when we've been seeing them i think our first year in 2018 youngstown state was very very strong and then they lost their head coach in 2019 or 2020 and they've kind of been battling back from that big win though i mean it wins a win missouri state has looked very very strong so far this year yeah i was disappointed because missouri state was turning into one of those middle tier like 15th ish ranked teams in the fcs where they played Oklahoma State really well, and then I'm just I'm disappointed to see them lose to Youngstown State because that's a that's a football game that I expect them to win. They like they've looked so freaking good um, this season, and it's just it sucks when you lose a close or not a close game, but like a game that probably should have been a victory for them, and it it derails a, a strong start to the to the year. And speaking of a, a derailed start to the season, North Dakota, man, they are just not doing well over this recent stretch. They they look pretty. Very vulnerable against North Dakota State, and it was a little bit more of North Dakota State being just straight up dominant. But they lost to South Dakota, twenty to thirteen, a game that I think a lot of people just assumed was going to be a win for North Dakota. And man, uh, I, they are are turning into probably one of the, the biggest busts in in the you know this season so far. And I, I think we got a hack take last week that was really on point that saying that North Dakota wasn't as good as we thought it was, and it was a very accurate take they've looked very pedestrian and we have been drinking the kool-aid on them for since last year i'd say pretty pretty heavily uh all the sugar not a not a very high water ratio we've been we've we've not officially bought in because we're obviously western kentucky fans uh mm-hmm. but the uh for north dakota we all we, we had a little more confidence in them going into the year and so far the out uh, what they put out on the field has not been indicative of what our predictions were yeah, not not very indicative at all. Oh, this one is mine. Sorry. I yeah, there you go. It's like we're doing the show together. <laughs> and we've been doing it since weeks, week one, and it's week six recap right now. Wow, look at that. I just like when you lead me pass. in. It's, it's fun. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll lead you in. I'm sorry. I forgot. No, it's, it, it is my turn. You? And this is, one, this is a, a water cooler segment, Joe, that I'm, or, a topic that I'm very excited about. Um, our guy who... First time ever, Joe. He didn't make fat stats, but he did lead oh. Eastern Washington over Northern Colorado this past week uh, by a whopping score of sixty-three to seventeen. It was a clinic. It was a bloodbath. Eastern Washington just beat down Northern Colorado. Not even close. 
but Eric Berrier, I believe for the first and or second time through five or six games, six games now, not on fat stats. And he still had a very, very good stat line. I think Wait, he had what over, was it? He had like 300 yards. I think he had three touchdowns. It was probably one of those games where it was very strong. The, yeah. You take the foot off the pedal a little bit. Man, Eastern Washington has really taken that next step for them sure. being a legitimate contender. And I, I think that the conversation, uh, if, if Sam Houston state wasn't previously the number one ranked team and a former national or the previous national champion, I would honestly put Eastern Washington at number one, but you, you can't just move. It's like, it's like if Alabama had a really like not a, a Sam Houston hasn't had a light schedule, but they haven't been tested yet. They haven't faced the really hard chunk of their schedule yet, but it's like if Alabama hadn't really faced any, like hasn't faced Georgia yet and stuff like that. And they went undefeated so far after winning a national championship, you can't just push them out of the way because another team's being dominant. They need to lose first. Or they, right. or they they still need to prove themselves, but they've already proved themselves last spring. Eastern Washington, though, that offense is impossible for anybody to stop. And I know Northern Colorado isn't very good, but 63 points uh, yet again is just crazy to see. And, and speaking of, okay, I got to stop doing that. Uh, crazy <laughs> to see stuff. UC Davis, the, the Aggies, the team that we have, I have accidentally hyped up this season. They blew it. Idaho State, who's an okay football program. I've got a few guys in the team who follow me on, on Twitter, which makes me feel happy. But what the hell? They lost to Idaho State 27-17. to 17. Heartbreakers, That's, man. That's that disappoints me because I like seeing these undefeated teams push ahead. But you beat the easy teams on your schedule so we can have better matchups at the end of the season. God damn it. Uh, what have we been saying, Joseph? or at least I have been saying, no, UC Davis no. is a heartbreaking team. That's what they do. They are a team where you start, ha you just really, you really start getting in faith. Oh yeah, they're running the ball. They're throwing the ball. Their defense is looking solid. Not great, but solid. You're like, oh, they can hang with anybody. Then they do something like this. And then they go on a three-game losing skid. That's what they've done. Not saying that's what they're going to do, uh, but that is what they have done in previous years. Yeah, they uh, just disappointing. Uh, they're still going to be a good team this year, and they've shown that they're strong. I think that they just got a, caught off a, a little bit off guard. Uh, I, I don't really give a whole lot of credit to Idaho State, but still. Uh, Sean, what about this, uh, this, this one team that's been really oh, good boy. so far, and they actually stepped up to the challenge? They have been uh, kicking some, if I may, ass and taking some names. Eastern Tennessee State. Uh, right now, looking at it, 6-0, and Joseph? If I'm not six and zero with a, a win over an SEC team, that's right. Uh, they just beat up on the Citadel. Uh, we we don't mind the Citadel. We're fine with the Citadel. The Citadel fans are very friendly with us. But Eastern Tennessee just whooped them forty eight to twenty one this last week, mm -hmm. and they are looking just incredibly strong, incredibly solid, strong offense. I mean, lowest amount of uh, points that they've scored in a game was twenty three, and that was versus Vanderbilt. Yeah, you know they've gone forty-five against UVA. Wise, you know it's D two. Uh, they beat Delaware State thirty-eight to six. They beat Sanford fifty-five to forty-eight. Close, but they still edged it out. They beat Wofford one score, but they still got twenty-seven points on the board. The offense is solid, Joe, and we can't mm -hmm. take that away from them. And they're just going to probably going to keep on winning, and, and they're going to be a very exciting team. And I think Eastern Tennessee State has easily been the biggest surprise so far this year. You you could maybe throw Southern Illinois in there, but we already knew that they were good. But I, I think everyone overlooked this. ETSU team 
and they've they've just been fantastic. And and they're going to be. I, I think that they're on pace to be maybe a seeded team if they can finish uh, with this trajectory that they've they've held together. Uh, Sean, this last one here before we talk about the games is so stupid that I had to bring it up. So apparently, Chris Hammond is is operating the the popcorn machine at the Idaho volleyball games uh, because according to uh, <laughs> the Big Sky Conference on Twitter. Uh, the Idaho volleyball game was delayed because of uh, a burnt popcorn mishap set off the fire alarm. <laughs> and it was just so stupid. I had to bring it up because it was an FCS school. And I was like, we, we I'd, I'd be livid. This. I would be livid if I'm sitting what? there. If I'm in there, I'm getting ready to serve, you know, or say we're up like, you know, 15 to five. I'm like, all right, let's close it out. We're going to have a good time. We're really doing well, you know, and then. Toss the ball up. Eh, eh, eh. I'm just, oh, what is this? What is this? What is this nonsense? <laughs> but no, no, no. Especially at colleges, then you. The, at least at Rhode Island, it was fire alarm goes off. Everybody has to stand out in the rain until the fire department comes and cleans the entire building out. And that's what happened. And I'm sure in Idaho, they had to have the fire department come, clear it, and then resume the game. Fire alarms for popcorn. Triggering for me is what I would say. I, I, I remember being woken up in uh, my freshman year, maybe two to three times at about 3 a.m. Yeah. when some people were trying to make some popcorn. Yeah. Had to stand out in the, in the freezing cold Rhode Island rain while the fire department came. And Joe had, would not let me go and sleep in his room, even though he had an open bed. You, you never you never asked in those instances. I had one instance in the, over the summer. Uh, I think it was popcorn related. I we, we had like a five o'clock workout. So I went to bed really early because I was Humble waking brag. up at 430. What do you mean humble brag? We had workouts that early during during the during the summer. You know that. Oh, oh, oh. But, oh but I, I was past summer. No, no, no. The like when we were at URI, this was our ah. between sophomore, freshman and sophomore year. And uh I had gone to bed and I was like naked when I went to bed. And <laughs> so the fire alarm goes off while I'm asleep, and I'm so disoriented. I almost ran out of my room like butt naked, but like I put shorts on. So like I went out and stood outside. Like with like the shortest shorts that I ended up accidentally grabbing and no shirt and I was just looked like a total buffoon and all the all the other guys on the team that were staying and Eddie just came over to me and they're like, like what the fuck are you doing oh god <laughs> nice <laughs> nice and staying in there <laughs> thanks for distracting us I blame you for that Chris can you find out who set off the popcorn alarm I need I'd like them on the show so I can just berate them and what if uh, I shouldn't do that because it's probably just a volunteer that just really yeah. enjoys the school and volleyball and just wants to support I take it back I take it yeah, all you, back I don't take, take it back, back for stupid 18 and 19 year olds that are trying to make popcorn at 4 a.m. They yeah, can all rot. And it's it's a different circumstance. Just a nice volunteer worker trying to make some popcorn. I, <laughs> I, I, I now I feel like a jerk. It's like it's like yelling at an old person driving. Yeah. Uh, uh, how can we salvage my mood? Uh, let's salvage your mood by talking about two crazy upsets that happened this weekend. Southern Illinois defeating South Dakota State forty-two to forty-one, and then James Madison falling to Villanova twenty-eight to twenty-seven. And I, I, I don't want to spend too much time really talking about these games. I, I would much rather talk about the landscape right now because things are, are very, very messy. So what I want to hear from you, Sean, and I, you know, I'm, I'm obviously going to provide my insight as well. Do you buy more into Southern Illinois and Villanova for their wins? And if there's one or the other that you are, who is it? 
or do you buy less into or, or buy more into the fact that maybe JMU and South Dakota State just had a really bad week and they got caught off guard? Dude, J, uh, Villanova looked solid. They looked just not dominant, but Covington stepped up when he needed to. Daniel uh, Daniel Smith uh, uh, stepped up when he when he absolutely needed to. Late fourth quarter, big touchdown. So Villanova playing as they needed to, and they were taking field goals when they needed to take field goals. They weren't scoring touchdowns every time, and their defense was holding JMU and keeping them from scoring field goals. So it wasn't like a touchdown-heavy uh, performance. I know you see 30 points or whatever it was, 29 points. They had like three or four field goals in that game. So they were taking the points. They were making their uh, their kicks. That's a very disciplined, solid win. And we know JM, we knew JMU was due, and we also knew Villanova was due to because last couple of years we were waiting for that. Wait, where's the big JMU? Uh, where's the big Villanova game where they just absolutely upset somebody or they or they uh, uh, make it really, really close with a strong FBS team? Because that's what they do every now and then. And this past game, they look disciplined, they look strong, uh, and they played really well. And also, I mean, hats off to Southern Illinois because Pierre Strong had like 180 yards and two touchdowns <laughs> against them. Yeah, I, know one, that, I know one of the runs was like 85 yards. I get it. Right. Still. You win after, under those circumstances. Very, very strong. Both of them. I, I can't. Yeah. I, I can't say. Oh, South Dakota State played a bad game and they just got caught off guard. I can't say. Mm-hmm. Oh, JMU will look sloppy. No, they, they. Neither team did. It's just they lost. That that that's the beauty of it. That's what's so perplexing to me is that you acknowledge the fact that it, it wasn't as much either team was struggling in this game, but rather their opponent stepped up to the challenge. And in a close close game, they made the plays when they needed them. So, like when you have typical Pierre Strong Jr. stuff, where he's rushing for 162 yards and two touchdowns, and you still throw for over 350 yards, like that's a typical jackrabbit day on, uh, you know, with your offense. But what ends up hurting them is the two interceptions. You make those big defensive plays, which helps keep you in the game, and not to mention the fact that Nick Baker was unstoppable in this performance with the plays that he was able to make. He was hard to corral. He he made some big-time throws that kept them in the game. And on the flip side of things, I think uh, JMU just, they got bottled up offensively. Oh, yeah. Like, to see a 27-point performance from them, like, that's when you see the, the weak points within their offense. And we have expressed those concerns with Cole Johnson where if, if they can slow down the lead rusher for JMU and keep the offensive uh, rushing attack within check. Like they're only averaging four yards per carry. That's when I say, okay, they're going to, that means they're, they're forcing Cole Johnson to beat them. And Cole Johnson's just not the guy that's going to do that. He's just not, he only throw through for uh, 174 yards. He completed well, barely 50% of his passes. So like those issues are going to continue to pop up. If you can slow down the rushing attack of James Madison, they're a beatable team. That's what we found out here from the JMU game. I take less stock in the in the South Dakota State loss. I think that SIU is fantastic, and they just they played a close game and made the plays where they needed to, and they turned the football over. And Oladokun could have been a, a little bit better in his decision making. That that that's kind of where I stand. Where Oladokun still had a good yeah. game, though, at least yeah. statistically. He was almost a yeah. fast stack guy. Dude, I'm looking at this Missouri Valley uh, standings right now. Top six teams in conference are at least 500. Northern Iowa, 101. South Dakota State, 101. South Dakota, 2-1. Missouri State, 2-1. North Dakota State, 2-0. Southern Illinois, 3-0. Top seven 
overall are, are 500 and above uh, that, that right. being Indiana state rounding out there. It's all knotted up. That's a major, major win for Southern Illinois, but it's also not such a major win where South Dakota state has to panic. That is just a separation game though. That's saying, okay, we're not all going to be two and one and then have North Dakota state still sitting at the top. That's we're going to go take the top, at least for this week. That is that conference is going to be a madhouse in a couple weeks. Yeah, the the competitive level in that in, in their conference is just so high right now. And I, this might be a hot take, but as as good as Southern Illinois looked and as strong as they played, I don't think we're yet even anywhere close to knowing for sure who's the best team in that conference. I don't think that that win really it tells how us could a you, lot. How could you tell? I, I yeah, exactly. So I I think that that there's going to be a slew of games like this. As we're entering the the thick of conference play, there are going to be a slew of games like this where a one loss team is going to knock off an undefeated team, or another one loss team, or a two loss team is going to beat a one loss team, and it's just going to be constant reshuffling in the Missouri Valley Football Conference. This is not even close to the end. This isn't a a a a, um, a coming out party for Southern Illinois in the sense where that they're just going to go on a run and win the conference. There is going to be nonstop dogfight movement. It's going to be a dogfight. This is what the the this is what we expected it to be from the CAA this mm-hmm. year, or from what at least we experienced in the CAA all our time there. Uh, this is as going to be as fun a conference to watch as there is in the uh, FCS, and I'd say the most fun right now to watch. Even though we, you know, Rhode Island is top, this is more fun to watch. You got to keep your eyes on that conference. So, Sean, let me let me put this out here. Sure. South Dakota State still has the ability to win their conference. Correct. I'm going to say that outright. JMU does not. Oh. I am saying that definitively. JMU does not. And here are the two reasons why. Villanova got over the one hurdle that they needed to prove themselves. To the point where if they win out, they are going to win the conference. The game that will decide the winner of the CAA, I am calling it now. As long as Rhode Island continues the streak that they're on, will will come down between Villanova and Rhode Island. I don't think that that's outlandish. I don't think that's a crazy take. But Rhode Island has proven to be resilient and dominant defensively. They have the scoring totals that they have allowed are stupid right now. So when that Villanova Rhode Island game is played, it is going to determine who will win the conference because Rhode Island after that Villanova game, it's pretty much smooth sailing for a bunch of banged-up CAA teams for them to finish out. Villanova, same deal. They beat Rhode Island. They can finish out and finish strong because they got over that JMU hurdle. I don't really see another test remaining in the CAA. There are good football teams remaining in the CAA, but I don't think it's like the Missouri Valley Football Conference where somebody else is going to come up out of nowhere. And I don't think JMU is just going to hang around and then wait for everyone else to beat up on each other. All right, looking at this, Rhode Island three and zero top, uh, Villanova two and zero, William Mary two and zero, four and one. Sneaky with William Mary there. I think they only lost to UVA. Yeah, the and it wasn't a terrible loss. I I, I don't know. I, I had them in my ranked poll. Um, JMU two and one, Delaware two and one, New Hampshire two and one, Elon two and one. It's just as not enough, honestly. Even though for so, I I don't have as much faith in New Hampshire, Delaware, or William Mary though. That's the thing. I don't. And I also, you know, I think this year, if James Madison and Villanova played each other 10 times, it will be five to five. I, I, I can't pick a definitive winner between the two if they were to face off 10 times, at least right now. So right. It, like the Missouri Valley Football Conference, going to be a gong show because 
in the CAA, someone's going to come in and start playing spoiler. That's what they're going to do, whether it be Elon and Davis Cheek goes for 500 uh, in some <laughs> crazy game. It, it's just we know how this conference is going to go. I can't make that call yet. I can't. I, I applaud you for attempting to. The, I the, can't only do reason, it. the only reason why I'm doing it is because, and I keep alluding to the season where Maine won the CAA. They won the CAA yeah. because they, I don't, I'm pretty sure they did not have to play JMU uh, or, or they just lucked out in the sense that they stayed strong enough to the point where JMU shot themselves in the foot, in the foot enough times sure. where they were able to win the conference. And I, I, it just feels eerily reminiscent to that. It feels very reminiscent to that right now where JMU is a really good program, but I think that that this loss is going to be really killer for them because there's those couple teams at the top are are, are in a in a dogfight. I'll agree, it's definitely not a loss that you're 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 thrilled to take, especially right. this early in the season. It's not. It's it's not the end of the world. This is my hot take. It's certainly possible. JMU is still going to find a way to win the conference, like you're saying. But I I just I have this gut feeling that it is going to be a year where mm-hmm. they don't win the conference. Well, your gut, with the exception of FC, FC estimates, is normally uh, pretty solid. So, uh, you know, I, I'll go. <laughs> All right, Joe, you want to get a little fat on the people? Yeah, let's get fat. Speaking All of right, gut. <laughs> let's, uh, let's start it off. A little bit of a slimmer amount of fat stats. Not a whole bunch of popping off in the... Uh, are we alternating, the, or am I like? How are we doing this? You're going to sit like- there quietly while I while I uh, read out okay. the names. I'll get my coffee. Okay, great. Starting off the list, look who's back: Southeastern Louisiana Cole Kelly. Last week he did it with his arm. He did it with his legs. This week, what do you think? He did it with both again. 29 for 38 passing, 406 yards, five passing touchdowns, one interception though. But don't worry, he also had 14 rushes and 50, 55 yards on the ground and two rushing touchdowns, totaled for seven touchdowns in their win this last week. Cole Kelly, back-to-back fat stats. I would say he is probably the fattest stat on the board this week, but that's not to discredit the uh, the rest of the players to come. Nichols wide receiver, Dijon Dixon, 11 catches, 171 yards, and two touchdowns this past week. Pretty fat. Like to inc- uh, incorporate the wide receiving stats as well. Mm. Uh, a newcomer on the list here from, a, I think, first time from this school as well. Uh, Western Illinois quarterback Connor Sampson, 36 for, fi- 36 for 55 yards, uh, fi- 36 for 59 out of way, four, 449 yards, four touchdowns passing. He had a pick two, not as fat as Kelly's, but he did have a little more, more yards. Uh, Furman running back Devin Wynn also graced his presence on this list with 31 rushes, 204 yards, and two touchdowns this past week. Biggest rushing total on the list so far uh, th- this week. Kennesaw State's Xavier Shepard, 29 rushes, 179 yards, and three touchdowns made it for the touchdowns. I know Wynn had more yards, but I will also qualify touchdowns if you have three. Portland State wide receiver, Matayo Tale. Here we go. Tala Limotu. There we hey, go. There we go. He will be rounding off the list. 12 catches, 196 yards, and two touchdowns to cap off his last week. Highest amount of wide receiving yards this last week uh, from our fat stats. Welcome to the list, boys. If it is your first time, if you're a returner, we welcome you with open arms again. It is like the Masters. If you are back, you are always invited. This is how we roll here on fat stats on the Believe in FCS Football podcast. Joe, please take it away. Um, I'd like to get a little bit hacky now. Uh, I, I, I would just like to say, if I had to pick one, 
I'm leaning towards that Cole Kelly stat line, but I also like the Connor Sampson one too. Um, but almost I, 200 yards receiving is is great. I'm a big Devin Kelly. Win fan. I, I yeah. You know, I can't even pick one. You you keep pulling really. I, good I go stats. Kelly, man. It, it, everyone's been balling out this year. Seven total yeah. touchdowns is enough for me to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. I'll go. Okay, Kelly. so Sean, to wrap us up as we've started debuted last week. Uh, this I love the the way that this bit has developed. Some people really get it, and um, the certified hack of the week. For those that don't know, every Sunday or Monday, I will pull on Twitter for listeners of the show and FCS football fans to send me the craziest, most outlandish, 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 obnoxious take that they can possibly send. And uh, Sean and I are a big fan of a good chuckle. And that's kind of what this has been. What? This has been uh, <laughs> been leaning towards is whoever sends us the stupidest There's thing Joe, possible. Joe Pinson. Seinfeld again. <laughs> we like laughing. <laughs> Shut up. You're on fire. <laughs> My point is, we've been what's the deal with the, lamps? We've they picking, provide light. Yeah, what's the deal with lamps? <laughs> Buy one. <laughs> we've been picking the stupidest one each week. Oh yeah, and we successfully have two this week, but we we have a winner and an honorable mention. Thank you to everyone who submitted. Uh, I apologize if you had a legitimate take that should have been actually taken seriously, but that's not how this show works because we're two meatheads and idiots. So this is what we do. So Preston Adams is our honorable mention, but back to back weeks, man, this guy's getting a lot of run. He, we might as well sponsor the segment after him. So he comes in with this absolute dinger, a knockout punch. Sam Houston State is better than Alabama because they're undefeated. Strength of schedule be damned. I don't that's just I don't even know what to say to that. I know just, what you're doing. It's just goofy. <laughs> and it's not like it's just written in a way also that will get our attention without it being yeah. like over the top trying to be funny. It's right. just goofy to hear it read aloud. That, that that's really what I'm looking for. It's not something that makes me groan. But something when Joe says Sam Houston State is better than Alabama because they're undefeated, I'm going to sit here and think, what kind of person would would come up with that? <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I like. You know, I, I know I'll probably have a sliding scale for which hack of the weeks that I like uh, over the course of the season. Uh, but uh, that that's pretty strong right there. Yeah, that certainly, <laughs> certainly a, a quality take from Mr. Preston Adams, who's on fire with giving us hack takes. He might be on track to be the biggest hack of the season. Uh, Chris Hammond, though, obviously has to always be in the discussion. And this one wins outright because there's just so many layers to it. And to to come up with this, I think, required a, a strong creativity. Chris, I, I applaud so you for the, for the creativity of this because... Sean and I had to go and check the receipts. We're like, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. This team's bad. We need to go and check to confirm this before we say anything because no one's talked about them this year. So Chris Hammond said to us that Portland State is still a top five big sky program. Sean, what was the information you pulled? (laughs) They're sitting at ninth place in the big sky. Thank you, Chris. (laughs) They're, They're one and two in conference. They're coming off of a loss. Their overall is two and four. If he is trying to refer to Weber State, uh, who is ranked eighth or Northern Arizona, whatever, but you still have Idaho, Montana, UC Davis, Sac State, Montana State, and Eastern Washington. It's such a hack take. It's not even funny. I can't laugh at this one. (laughs) It's so bad. 
Chris I, Hammond. I, I can I can laugh at it. Uh, I, I appreciate the irony. Um, I think the only reason I would agree with this is because the uh, the head coach did the bit where he paid for everybody's beer. Uh, that was good. That was a good bit, bit of the year. Bit of the year. I wish more coaches would do that. But separate from that, uh, I don't think anyone's even brought up Portland State until Chris Hammond is the literal first person in the 2021 season to just mention Portland State. So congratulations. Just out of left field. Silliness. That's what it is. Silliness. Um, hopefully people can be creative each week. But Chris, thank you for that. I- I'm curious. to. Chris is very vocal on Twitter. Oh, is he? I couldn't tell. (laughs) When we talk about him on the show, uh, I would love to hear your explanation. He listens to the show as soon as it drops. Which I'm going to put this up immediately. Which I like. (laughs) Yeah, I like it too. I think he he probably listens on like two times speed. So he can get through it faster (laughs) than anybody else. so fast? (laughs) Right, right. And I'm on the delay because like I'm I'm waking up Pacific time. Like I wake up to go to the gym and like I look at my phone and it's email, email, email. And then Chris Hammond, Chris Hammond, Chris Hammond the day after we put out an episode. <laughs> and then, you know, Jamie Williams is in there. It's always a good bunch. Yeah, we got a, we got a good little crew here of, of hacks that we that we enjoy. Joe, we're at 40 minutes. <laughs> I, we have somehow Go naturally we have naturally gotten back to 40 minute shows. I hope you as the listeners are enjoying this, you know, because what was it? A preseason. We were doing like 20 minute, 20 minute, I think. Now that's a natural 40 minute on the FCS, which means that. At least we are getting back on our game as well. So if you're enjoying the 40 minute on video also, Joe, remember that I'm trying to trying to plug that we're doing a little more content for the listeners. It's all good. We're putting in more work. We talk right. more and ramble more. <laughs> Gotta love it. Uh, I am Sean Anderson. That's Jody Leon. You can follow us on Twitter. Uh, Joe's is Joe's handle is at Jody Leon. Uh, mine is at Sanderson radio. Wait. We got audio listeners also, Joe. So you pointing at the, the lower thirds is not going to help us. Uh, you can check out the YouTube page, which is Joseph. What was the YouTube page URL? NFL Prospects Pod and FCS Football Pod. It is That's confusing, right. which is intentional. If you if you want to um, if you want to watch the video of us talking about FCS Football Podcast or FCS Football, you can uh, go there. Also. Uh, Believe Podcast Network on all social media platforms. Follow them, like them, subscribe to other shows. Take a listen. There's a bunch of great shows out there. Uh, Believe in Bengals is very strong. A lot of really good. Uh, I believe in Bills. I caught a couple clips from them. Uh, they were very, very good uh, this last week. So um, obviously, also believe in uh, the Falcons with Ovi Muhaley. Long time mark for that. I'm not. I got so Wait, many. I got so many cards. Wait a second. Did you listen to it? I need you, Joe. Okay. To I'm going to send you some of my OV cards, and then I need you to have him sign them and send them back uh, to me. I don't know if I can do that, but why not? He's I, the best fullback of all time, Larry Zonka. You suck compared really? to Ovi Muheli. I, I see. I I don't think anyone else is as hyped up over the fact that Ovi Muheli Haley. Is I love our, it. Our I love him. I don't know. He's really fans. Great too. They're like a yeah. really good pairing. I'm so dude. glad we got them on the YouTube channel because they're just, they work so well together. They're great. And then I, dude, it's freaking Madden 05 with him and work done. I just sat there for hours just doing fullback read. And then also the, just Michael Vick sweeps and all. Oh God. It's too many fond memories. That's too many. Fantastic. All right. I'm going to close this out. Thanks for doing all the plugs. I think I might do them again just so we can hear them. Get, no. uh, thanks for listening folks. We'll talk to you. Uh, eventually.